If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call Tip today on 1-800-938-007. Now, Katrina is with me from uh, the Irish Farmers Journal. Good morning to you, Katrina. Good morning, friends. And uh, we've just been talking there about those uh, IFA protests uh, tonight, uh, both in, in, in Care and in Nina as well. You and I were speculating last week, in fact, would Irish farmers join their European colleagues in, in protesting? It seems like they're doing that. Yeah, and I think what the, the, the tactic that's been taken is, is very interesting and also probably very wise because it's been framed as a show of solidarity mm. with the European farmers. That's important because... What has brought the you know the European farmers out on the streets have actually been very specific things in their countries. So, for example, in Germany, it was a cut to the green diesel subsidy mm. and changes to tax breaks for agricultural vehicles. Um, and what you know, so, so specific things have triggered the protests in Germany and in France. Um, again, in France, it was it was related to a change to the green diesel tax, but. What they all have in common, what I think both Pat and, and Baden told you there, was that they are all farmers across Europe are equally frustrated by the bureaucracy mm-hmm. and also what they feel are kind of double standards when it comes to what farmers are expected to do from an environmental point of view versus what other countries, for example, in the Mercosur trade agreement, the Brazils of this world, are not being held to the same standard. So... Um, I think what the IFA is doing is is allowing um, farmers to show support for their European colleagues, which they want to do. You know, mm. they're equally frustrated by what's going on, while at the same time, there isn't a specific thing here in Ireland at the minute that is bringing them onto the streets. So I, I expect a big turnout tonight, actually, um, because of that, because it's it's a way for farmers to show their frustration. Yes. Um, Funnily enough, Katrina, I'm looking at the screen in front of me here and there's quite a few people on to us to say that it's a weak effort. Now, I suppose they're comparing it, I suppose, to how militant uh, the protests have been right across Europe. Yeah, and look, that's that's interesting because for me, there is a huge risk in doing what, for example, the French and the Germans have done. Yeah, they brought Paris to a standstill, didn't they? Paris to a standstill, uh, Berlin absolutely blocked up and other cities in Germany. In Belgium, the, the port of Zeebrugge was blocked. Um, but you risk turning the public against yeah, you. Yeah. Um, and you risk, uh, uh, I suppose, getting the wrong reaction from the politicians that you're trying to influence. Um, so, to be honest, I would disagree with, with the commentary that it's a weak effort. I think um, it's a show of solidarity. And, of course, we haven't seen how many will turn out. It would be very interesting to see how many will turn out. Mm. But in terms of, of echoing fellow farmers across Europe, I think that that's probably going to get farmers out. To the current issue of the journal then, Katrina, it is St. Bridget's Day. Many of your stories, you, you sort of have a female focus, have you not? We have, yeah. We, we did a lot of um, looking at uh, the, I suppose, the, the gender balance and the, the gender representation in um, in the country's uh, co-ops and elsewhere. So... If I can bring you back 12 months ago, this is uh, St. Bridget's Day and the first ever Women in Agriculture Dialogue was held this time last year, um, headed up by Mm. Mary Coughlin, the former former Minister for Agriculture. And there was a report published this week um, as a result of that day. And there's been a number of recommendations made, actually a lot of recommendations. 
some of them, um, I suppose, very practical. So uh, there's a recommendation that our tax structure in Ireland needs to be looked at to make sure there's no unintended tax barriers to women owning farms. Yes. Um, to look at the uh, the capital gains tax and the capital acquisitions tax, the terms of those at the minute actually are in favour of a single farmer land ownership and and penalised joint farm ownership. So in many cases, we know that there are women on farms who are equally farming but not on the documentation. Um, So this is kind of a very practical um, way to avoid that exclusion of women as as co-owners of farms. Um, And then similarly, recommendations there made on uh, the Equality for Young Farmer Relief and transfer of, uh, instead of, say, one child going into the joint names of, say, the child and their partner, whoever that may be. Another very interesting one and, and, you know, kind of an amusing one if if, uh, if you take a light-hearted look at it, but um, our uh, agribusiness editor, Larkin Roach Kelly, mm. looked at the changing representation of uh, women on the dairy cooperative boards. We did this about seven years ago, back in 2017. We looked at all the dairy processors and found that there was only one woman out of 97 board members um, across uh, one, two, three, about eight of the, of the large dairy processors, very little has changed. So this time... I think there's about ten, three now, is it? Yeah, three out of 98. And I mean, on a light-hearted note, there are actually more people called William on the board of Tipperary Co-op as there are women on all boards of all the main dairy co-ops. Now, that's really so, important data. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just shows how practical the situation is, I suppose. Yeah. And, and, uh, now, I do know that some of the co-ops, look, they have been making strides. And I know, for example, um, Glanbia and others have um, put active, I suppose, work in play now to encourage women to come up the ladder mm. into those dairy co-op positions. So there is work there, but there is a long road to go to to bring that you know. And, and Katrina, you you've been looking at this for for, and you're immersed in this. Why are the numbers so low? What what do you put that down to? There's a lot of reasons for it, and and to hang it on one would be the wrong thing to do. Right. But we have heard from women that, for example, things as as simple as timing of farmer meetings can okay. be a problem. Yeah. So if if uh, if the woman is the primary child carer in in a household in the evening evening farmer meetings, evening co-op meetings are a disaster. Um, very practical things like that. Um, the visibility, you know, we're bringing you back to those, those um, the tax changes that have been recommended. Mm. The, the official visibility of the farmers, if you're only allowed one herd keeper or one um, uh, milk supplier name on all the documentation, the woman who may be in, you know, in, in an unofficial partnership in the sense of not a registered farm partnership may be invisible. Um, so there's, there's an, any yeah. number of reasons. But and, and, and one of them as well, I suppose, we hear so much in sport as well, is if you can't see it, you can't be it. Of course. And the reverse must apply. We need to see the and, and probably make much of and make more of the women who are there so that um, but the Katrina, I, ta- I thought that. there was an obligation on boards to have some form of gender equality. Is there not an obligation there? So the Minister for Agriculture has said that in the uh, in the Department of Agriculture, so the state boards that are connected to the Department of Agriculture, so for example, the Chagas, the Board B is, the Board Iskiwara, all of those, um, he has said that there has to be um, much better gender, uh, gender equality on those boards. And if it doesn't happen, 
uh, organically, he will force it to happen. Um, so it takes time, obviously, for, for women to gain the experience on, you know, boards at maybe a local level or whatever before they will move up the ranks to those national boards. Just so much to do, um, Fran. Mm. And I suppose on St. Bridget's Day and the week that's in it, uh, it's, it's a of good course. time to highlight how much work still remains there. We were talking at the start about farmers being angry. Um, in in this case, the anger has, uh, well, it's resulted in some change from the department. I'm thinking of the Suckler Carbon Efficiency Programme, Katrina. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So big change this week to the uh, SCEP programme. Uh, it's a technical rule change, but what it means is that more females will be eligible for the scheme than was previously the case. Um, and Darren Carthy has gone into the details of the scheme there. It's to do with the dam and the sire and what star rating they have. And under the recent changes by the ICBF, the Irish Cattle Breeding Federation, some of those heifers would have been downgraded in their stars. There was an awful lot of pressure put on by farmers and the pedigree breeder societies. Um, and that has resulted in the change that if you are in SCEP, that index change shouldn't penalise you now. And if you sell those animals to another skep herd, you won't be penalised. So I think that will be welcomed by the farmers who were affected. It should be welcomed, I'd imagine, by the pedigree breed societies, although they may still say that the ICBF index is is not the right way to go with those recent changes that were made. Will you finally tell me about this consultation process that's happening uh, on the national biomethane uh, strategy? They're looking for farmers and the general public to take part in this consultation, are they? Yeah, that's right. So part of our climate target is to develop an anaerobic digestion industry. Yeah. And that's, you know, huge big plants being fed with feedstocks such as animal slurry, grass slurry, grass silage, apologies, and waste food. Other countries are streets ahead of us in this. We've been very slow to get it off the ground. But we have a target. Like The government has set a target of having 5.7 terawatt hours of biomethane every year by 2030. That would meet about 10% of the gas that we use in the country and it would save us about just over 2 million tonnes of carbon dioxide equivalent. So two good environmental um, changes there, coming off the fossil fuel onto a renewable energy and saving the carbon footprint. But as it stands, there's only two AD plants working enough, uh, working to a level at the moment and all they can produce is 0.001% of our gas demand. So there's huge ground to be made up there as well. There's a draft strategy there. It's been published and they're looking for farmers, the general public, everybody to to have their say on whether, uh, you know, what's the right way to go about it uh, to reach that target. All right. Somebody asking, does Katrina think that the farmer protests will expand in some way? Do you think it's just going to be about this evening or are we going to see more of this, Katrina? Both Pat and, and Baden there brought up uh, Mercosur deal. Yeah. So the Mercosur deal is a real, you know, there is there is a push on in Europe to to get that deal done ahead of elections and ahead of changes. Um, that is a very big issue for Ireland as a beef producing nation because the Mercosur deal would bring in ninety nine thousand tons of beef from countries like Brazil into the European market. It would inevitably have an effect on our beef price because if you put in that much beef into the market, it'll dampen the price and demand for Irish beef. Um, 
I would expect that if Mercosur, if there was any feeling that the Mercosur deal was going to be done, Irish farmers would probably get very agitated very quickly above a show of solidarity. Katrina, it's always good to talk to you and happy St. Bridget's Day and thanks very much Katrina, thank you. Uh, thanks, you know, that is uh, Katrina there from the Irish Farmers Journal. Uh, that's about it uh, from me, uh, Leanne produced and of course uh, Ali looks after our content. Stephen is on the way with the Time Tunnel and I will talk to you tomorrow so do look after yourselves won't you. Bye bye. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Congratulations.